0: Seventy-three percent more operator comfort. Um, I've been thinking about uh, you, when you and Eric yesterday were
1: talking about how, uh, like, the autonomous machinery, like, the, uh, you know, we've talked a good bit about um, they would do kind of the mundane tasks. as it was the idea. Yeah. But I never really thought about it in terms of like of the typical jobs that like an operator is going to do. But like what percentage of those jobs would the Autonomous, like take over, and to me, like it, the argument's better when you talk about the math and not just they're going to do the boring stuff. It's like, well, if they do, fifteen percent of the the work on a job site, it's like that fifteen percent of time can be put to use other more creative places. Correct. Um,
0: which means, like, oh, that's actually that sounds better, not worse, in most cases. Yeah, in most cases. I mean, this is. The autonomous thing is still way far out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's certainly the, like, part. it's not like they just let it go. Oh, it is not even like within a whisker of becoming mm-hmm. reality on a construction project. I mean, mining, yeah, there are fully autonomous mines, but the percentage of mining trucks that are autonomous still just ridiculously low. Tons mm-hmm. of mines have no kind of autonomous capabilities. It's yeah. just not cost effective. Why is it more uh, common on a mine? Because you're running the same route, over oh, yeah, that doesn't and over. Construction okay. projects, there's just, there's too many other variables, and it's not a closed off site in the middle of nowhere. You're in a city or something. You know, what if someone just wanders onto your site, for example? There's a lot of other mm-hmm. factors there that need to be figured out. It's not. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense to me. Um, but to me,
1: like that's that's where the interesting thing is for me. It's like there are there is work where. It requires no creativity. It requires no variance from the plan. Yeah. The only and problem- And once you get past that, then that, that's where the human needs to come in. The, the,
0: one, the one of the biggest problems is with technology taking these entry-level positions is now there's no entry-level positions. <laughs> so- True. So, I mean, like on a mine site, for example, to become shovel operator, you start as a haul truck driver. If you automate haul truck driver, how then you, what? How do you get- or if if you want to dig basements, you learn how to dig a basement by holding a grade rod in a basement in a hole while the excavator operator is digging the basement. You watch what the hell's going on. You learn how to make grade. Then when you get in the machine, you know what what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if you eliminate the guy in the hole with a grade rod for this by using three D GPS, now that person's not needed. They're not learning it that way. So now they're not learning how to do it. So uh, and then and then what? Like we've eliminated the path into the industry in a lot of ways through Mm. technology. That's not an argument to not use technology, but that is an argument to say, okay, we've eliminated the traditional pathways. We need to create artificial pathways. Mm -hmm. We need to train more effectively or else we're not going to have a pipeline. We already don't have a pipeline. Because because at this point, like say
1: say that uh, autonomous machines take over, you know, entry level positions just for the sake of this conversation. Yeah. That then there becomes less of these uh it's almost like an apprenticeship type model where it's like come in you're not going to provide a ton of value now but in the hopes that you provide plenty of value later down the line. And in, and instead it becomes you're just going to go to school until you learn how to do the mid-tier work because there's no low-tier work to do.
0: Like is that kind of how I don't know. And that, that but that's what I'm saying that's what yeah. the struggle is. Yeah. Okay. It's already happening. Like the, the basement example is what's happening. Already real. Yeah, you've eliminated that that grade rod position, that grade checking position. But that's how you learn how to do a cut and fill a lot of times. It is like is that bad? Or is
1: that just we have not come up with a new I don't solution know if it's to take
0: care of that. Like human beings are so tempted to label things good and bad. Nothing is really inherently good mm. or bad. I just think it requires we have to acknowledge that it requires something new. Out of how we train and develop people. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, t- I think technology using 3D GPS to, to do a basement, it makes perfect sense. You don't, If you don't need someone in the hole with a grade rod, eliminate that individual. Like in, in theory, in the short
1: term, it sounds safer and easier to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is, but... It's just,
0: it was just more productive. Too. Yeah. More efficient.
1: But... Somebody's losing that experience mm-hmm. and that e- education.
0: And, and so this is where build with... The, the picture of what BuildWit can do for the industry really starts to come into picture because, mm-hmm. okay, great, a Hoopaw has the resources to go build an academy. All these big companies have the resources to go create internal training programs. They're going to have to. C.W. Matthews, Strack, Hoopaw, these big companies. They're going to have to spend the money on it. Spending a lot of money on it. But if you're a, 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 a contractor with five people, you, you, you can't You don't have afford. the time, money, or manpower to do so. You can't afford to do so. You need a third party. Mm -hmm. to help build what can potentially become that third party okay the dirt world becomes the feed into the industry from a get people excited and then get people to come in the pathway we'll be able to give them that basic training that's not just skills based but more importantly it's leadership it's mental health physical health that kind of thing and then we turn them over and help them build a training program for those new individuals Mm -hmm. while they're now a little bit more useful than if they would have just gone, gone out there in the beginning. It's interesting to think about um,
1: a future state where if somebody sh- applies for a job and you know you see on their resume, oh, they went to Buildwood University, whatever it is, that's just a stupid made-up
0: name. They wouldn't even be applying. They would. The company would come to Buildwood and be say, like, hey, I need for, this, for this season, I need three new individuals. Like We already have them. And we would say, okay, Okay. yeah, we'll place three new individuals that have gone through a program that want to be in your region with you. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. So it's
1: less, less, yeah, which I guess goes into the solving the people problem is like all of a sudden we have too many people and we're just trying to place them as opposed to we're trying to identify those people. Like that's the next. Okay.
0: I like that. That's interesting. I, I, we're, we're, I think we're undergoing a paradigm shift as a society. We've, we've, the pendulum has swung way far in one direction and that is tech and you know think and go to school and this and that i I think that hand is starting to be played out Mm -hmm. i think the pendulum's starting to swing in the other direction and when it does the trades are the salute like the trades are it i think the trades in the next 10 20 years are going to be some of the most sought after careers period Mm -hmm. everybody's so negative about it i see i see it coming back in the other direction one next thing, 10 to 20 years. One thing that I've noticed uh, and I've
1: thought about a couple times this month is there are an increasing amount of like boutique tradesy type companies where it's like maybe just a guy starts it or whatever like it's really small but it's somebody who doesn't look the typical um way uh, you know a construction worker looks a plumber looks whatever whoever does blue collar work yeah um they don't come from the same background that a lot of those people do. But it's like they're, I don't want to say it's making it look sexy, but it's just like there are uh, certain kinds of people getting into the work that weren't always getting into the work make mm-hmm. it look different. And so um, I, I wonder if that's kind of a, mm-hmm. what's a positive spin on the word harbinger? Harbinger sounds pretty negative. Uh, we'll say it's a sign. I'm wondering if that's like a sign for these things becoming cool, kind of going with what you're saying about the pendulum swinging the other way, to where all of a sudden it's like that's the desirable career path yeah. that that people see. Um, yeah. As opposed to you saying like tech and whatever else.
0: I just, I, 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 it's just so much more aligned with human, human beings that fucking dog. I knew, I knew that dog was going to start barking.
1: Because mm-hmm. they could send a crate in there.
0: Yeah. So I sent, I sent uh, Nikki's dog to jail because Nikki's dog was, it's just been Little too much. Just out of control. I heard that. Um and uh the the office policy is good dogs only. If you if you piss on the floor every single day, you are off the good dogs list. Sure. Um and I am I am a fair but uh firm. Firm ruler. Sure. Yeah. And so (laughs) piss on the floor every day, you're going to jail. Yeah. And the jail If you're an employee here, it'd be the same rules. Yeah. The the jail is um Ken's Media (laughs) office closet. So the dogs in the crate in there, and the dogs barking right now, which I'm not surprised about because uh, it was expected. That's how that works. Yeah. Uh, Anywho, welcome to the internal podcast, everybody. Um, The dog keeps barking. We're gonna have to take a break and do something. Go put it outside.
1: It's all right. Things are okay. Just
0: let it out the front door. Like just get get the hell out of here. (laughs) Just get. (laughs) Um. Sorry, Nikki. I would never put your dog up for adoption. No.
1: I'm going to put the dog on Craigslist. Yeah, it's a Craigslist. This is a different part. It's going, it's going um, on Craigslist. <laughs> uh, so you and I talked a little bit last week about bringing in um, some of the goals and conversations that the leadership team is having and having kind of talking about those conversations in here and how we can get those out to the team. But I kind of want to do a little bit pr- a little bit of a primer on the leadership team and like the point of that before mm. we dig into that too much. Sure. Um, so. For the majority of the company, um, the majority of the company is not on the leadership team, obviously, because it would be the company. So, uh, I guess kind of the first question, who all is on the leadership
0: team? Um, as it stands, so we we have the board, uh, and that is me, Dan, Randy, Jonathan, and Jason okay. is a part of that now as sure. well. Sure, nice. He's not a voting member, but he's... The voting is—he's is, a smart person to have in the room, and you want to be there. Yeah, And the voting is a technicality thing. Uh, it, It's—it's—we've never voted on anything, and mm-hmm. I don't see us voting on anything. And and I mean, we we do vote technically, but everybody's like, "Hey, should we do this for investment?" Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on. Um, so that, that's the board level, and then the the leadership meeting today will be Skyler, Kara, Aaron, Alan, Benjamin. Lori, Nikki, Jessica mm-hmm. is involved to keep us all on track. Smart. <sighs> Am I missing anybody? I didn't mean to put you on the spot that way. That sounds right to me. Do we need to look at a list real quick? Just, to just cool? double check. There's just a lot of things in my head right now. For sure. For sure. But I said, I already got Jason.
1: Got Jason. Dan.
0: I think you're probably right. I think right. that's everybody. I think that's everybody. Um,
1: so has kind of the, the leadership team always existed or was there like a point where it's like, all right, we we need to start like this group of people and um, they need to start like meeting intentionally and regularly or did it just kind of just start happening and you added more people to it?
0: I don't know. I don't know when we started officially meeting. We've always had meetings mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Initially, we were... A pretty flat organization. Well, I mean, at one point, it was just every time
1: you and Dan talked, that was the leadership team. Yeah,
0: conversation. but everybody was kind of involved and and we didn't have much of a structure. And I think it started to really change this year when you just you get to, uh, you know, 80 plus people, you you need to have some kind of structure, The just the flat, random structure. It just doesn't work anymore. You need to have some sort of hierarchy, which I appreciate now. Mm-hmm. I didn't really appreciate the whole hierarchy of thing before. I'm not saying that's the solution, everything, but there needs to be some kind of structure. So I think this year we've really spent a lot of time thinking through what is our structure, who is leading each group, each department, and allowing them to go make decisions that are in line with Mm -hmm. the strategic direction. So the leadership meetings are really to get everybody aligned from a strategic direction so that Lori can then come to you guys and say, hey, here's where we're going to be heading over the next 90 days. Here's the direction that our rocks need to be in, for example. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the flow of
1: information. I think it's, it's interesting when you're talking about hierarchy, that's kind of how the rocks are set up too, where it's, mm-hmm. you know, the rocks that you guys are talking about in your meetings. Um, it's not like the things that I'm thinking about in terms of like my quote unquote rocks not every single one of those things is being discussed in your room but like the th- the things that i'm working on kind of funnel up to the larger rocks that you guys are talking about so i think there is kind of that same hierarchy with those um those priorities but i think that that kind of makes sense um i think i can not agree we were very flat from a uh, hierarchy standpoint um organizationally when i first came on to build it but it, at some point like it becomes helpful to know who to go for things, to know who is making decisions, who's kind of driving guidance um or driving uh direction outside of you in different areas of the company. because mm-hmm. um, like you do you do set the vision, but you don't um strategize how to get to every single end goal. Like that has to be lower than you. That has to be people whose focus is, you know, those smaller pieces. Um and so I do I do think, I mean, I'm I'm not pro more and more organizational structure, but I am pro uh, effective and helpful organizational
0: structure. And I think we're, we're getting to the point, thanks to Jason and Kara in particular, where we're more organized than we've ever been before at that higher level. Yeah. And I'm hoping everybody is starting to see a little bit more clarity. As a result, we're not perfect. We, as we grow, we're going to have to, totally adjust again and again and again and again it's never like you figure it out and then you're good to go as a growing business it's it's always evolving uh but i feel i feel really good about it right now and i, I feel really good about um just most importantly like you know we had a board meeting yesterday and i, I leave those meetings regardless of how it goes just feeling good about the the, the, the people we have yeah I, I just i'm just like thank god we have these individuals because they're all just sound human beings and I feel, I feel really comfortable being, being surrounded by these individuals. And then the leadership meeting is the exact same. I, I, I go into those leadership meetings and I just, I walk out feeling just really good. It was like the team meeting too. I just, I feel good about the group of humans we have, but I feel good about the, the leaders that we have at the company. I think they're all doing the best they can and some have more leadership experience than others, um, but it's been fun to watch all of them be leaders in their, in their own way and, and guide mm-hmm. the company in their own ways.
1: When you're going into that room um, with the leadership team, why do you feel like it's beneficial to have these uh, extended meetings just with that smaller group? I know we, we've talked about that a good bit with the whole team. I mean, do you see the same benefits just in a smaller scale?
0: Yeah. If everything was open to discussion for any people, we'd get nothing done sure. Well, yeah, So it's like, okay guys, we need to decide on a bunch of stuff. Let's have a fucking open conversation with the whole, the whole company. It's just, it's just not, not even feasible. And that's why we've been operating a little bit more at that board level too, because it's just more efficient to talk with five people and figure some things out with five people and then bring it down to that next level and mm-hmm. then bring it down to that next level. It's not that that next level isn't Privy to that information or anything like that, it's just more efficient, effective. We see the business from our perspective; they see it from their perspective. It's it's less so. Like when we come to the when I come to the leadership meeting, it's very rarely like, "Okay, guys, so this is what we're gonna do." (laughs) It's like, "Here's kind of what I see, and here's where we need. Here are some of the the boundaries. Here's what we need to go accomplish. Like over the next few months, it's gonna be we need to reduce burn. We need to reduce burn, and." Then the conversation is: So how do we do this? Mm-hmm. How do we do it? Because the the leaders they all go out, and and ultimately you all, everybody has a part in that. Yeah. But it's you know Lori and Skylar and Benjamin. You go down the you go down the, the line. So how do we do this? And We have a conversation. We figure some things out. Ultimately, at the end of this next leadership meeting, we come out of it. Okay, here's what each group needs to do within the business. To chip away at that burn substantially over the next three months. And so then they take that information to you guys. And then it's ideally it's, Hey, so here's our part of, of chipping away at this. How do we go figure that out? And then you have your part, but you like, you really just need to know we need to go reduce burn. It doesn't really matter to you what Alan is doing right now. Yeah. That's just not relevant information. hmm and there's some cross collaboration that needs to happen, which we do all the time, all over the company. Correct, but a lot of this is going to be growing this Dirt World movement. So that that's within your realm for yeah. sure. So like there's, I know to plug into that exactly, but I'm also
1: not necessarily worried about how do we make the Dirt World website do whatever it's supposed to do. That's, like a, that's, that's it. Even yeah. though like it it applies to
0: something I'm working on, I'm not worrying about it. That's, sure,
1: I don't do anything for that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's it's just not. And it goes both ways. I mean, I try not to get too involved in, so Alex, how are we doing this? Like, what's your plan, bud? Like, yeah. cause it's just, I don't really need to be worried about that. I need to be worried about just the big picture. Yeah. I don't need to get too far. I need to understand a little bit, but I can't get too far down in here. Cause I need to be, I need to be elsewhere. Yeah. You need to be, you need me to be elsewhere. I need you to be here and I trust you to go handle this. Yeah. And I, so I don't need to be here. Um, so that's how it is. I, I and, and, we haven't, we haven't nailed this. It's no. so far from perfect. But I feel like we have gotten to gotten to be in a pretty good situation. I mean, there, there have been a lot of leadership meetings where you walk out, you're like, I don't think we fucking accomplished anything. I think we just talked in circles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But now we're starting to get a lot more strategic. I think the next two days is going to be really good. The whole theme, how do we reduce burn? So that is, how do we keep services doing what it's doing? Services is humming along right now. How do we... How do we keep growing? Training sales. That's obviously in line with what we need to do. How do we get those bigger sales? How do we get some expansion? Mm-hmm. How do we keep that thing going? And then the, the kind of the opportunity that a lot of other opportunities stem from is the dirt world movement. Yeah. How do we go build that out and how do we start taking the community we've built in social media and converting that to our own platform? And, and generating some revenue out of it while we do it to go create more impact.
1: When, when you, um, and maybe let's say like the, the best version of these leadership meetings, so maybe not referencing the ones where you feel like you, everyone's kind of talking in circles a little bit, so maybe more recent. Um, when you were walking out of those, do you feel like you're, um, you've unloaded a lot into that meeting or that, do you feel like when you leave you've taken on more things to think about, more things to carry? Or just changed priorities?
0: For me, you know, me, Dan, Randy, Jason, we're kind of doing the thinking up front. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's, I I think it's, it's different depending on, on where you're at. I, I think we're doing a lot of the thinking up front. So we're coming to that meeting kind of like, here's the strategic direction based on what we've thought about, based on what we've seen, based on where we think the business needs to go, based on money, investment, whatever it is. And then leaving that meeting. You know, Lori will have things that you want to think about, and me with her team, Skylar will have things that you want to think about, you know, and, and and then from there, it's making sure from my perspective that everybody is on track and they're supported. Yeah. How I, I'm able to support them. But then just still staying in my lane. Great. We've got everybody aligned with the, the direction. Let's stay out front now that they're delivering, now that they're aligned there, let's keep looking out for yeah. where we need to go next for what needs to happen next. I don't know if that makes sense or not.
1: Yeah, well, because I, I guess I was, what I was thinking about was,
0: do you feel like you go in
1: there and do something of a brain dump and then walk out saying, uh, now other, other people are also worrying and thinking, not worrying, but also uh, thinking and strategizing on these things that I previously, it was only just me or me and the board or whatever. It's not, or it's, do you it's, feel like, now I have all these other things I got to worry about too
0: because we all worked it out. If it's just a if if you just go in with a brain dump, it's just not going to be productive. Yeah, <laughs> like just just flooding people with a bunch of bullshit that doesn't do anybody any good. So it's it's mostly been we've been working through things for weeks now, and and Skylar's been involved, Lori's been involved, Aaron's been involved, Kara's been everybody's already been involved. Yeah, so it's, so not, it's like not like nobody's to waiting to write notes about here's <laughs> what we do. So what we're going to talk about is, uh, by no means any kind of surprise, but it's hey we we based on what we've been thinking about based on what we've seen, we've confirmed that this is the direction we need to go for right now. Is it subject to change? Absolutely. Will it change? Probably. But this is what we think is best for right now. Yeah. So let's spend the next 90 days focused on this. Um, that's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. And, and, and frankly, it's hard for me to uh, verbalize a lot of this because I'm still new. I'm still new to being a leader. I don't even know being a leader was a skill like up to two years ago. I started figuring out, holy shit, I can learn how to do this. And I'm, you know, I'm 27 going on 28. I don't even have that much life experience to draw from. So it's, I'm, I'm just doing my best. Yeah. But that's not to say I know what I'm doing here.
1: I think that's r- really interesting to me because I, s- I have seen a lot of value over my time at BuildWin and um like occasional whether it's quarterly meetups with a couple of people, it's like, we've got like a project, we need to just be in the room together and like work through. And obviously right now, like from a financial standpoint, those are like a little less uh, doable, just kind of depending on what everybody's doing in the company. However, um, I hadn't really thought about that exact same thing for the leadership team, where I guess in my mind, it was a, a little bit more of a, everybody brought their information to the table and then everybody got on the same page. And instead, it sounds like it's more of everybody's kind of already on the same page in terms of what everybody's kind of doing. And you are, you're strategizing together and problem solving together. Is that kind of more of that time?
0: Yeah, we already meet once a week. Yeah. So that, that, and, nothing's and, new. And everybody's already collaborating in between that, that weekly meeting as well. Yeah. So we come to these, th- this is really just to be more efficient, to just, to just hash all of this, you know, hash out what we, whatever we need to hash out at that current time and just in person, because in person, You will, you, it's just so much more efficient when it comes to getting shit done. If you have to work down a list with other human beings, solve problems, I just don't, there's just no other way to do it efficiently and, and just build relationships, build trust. It's like, you know, over the past year, we've had to build a lot of trust. For example, um, okay, great. The, the, the marketing team is, is heading up the dirt world initiative, but the marketing team it's not worth shit without the media team, for example. And, but the marketing team has to trust the media team. The media team has to trust the marketing team. There has to be trust there. That trust starts with Skyler and Lori. How do you develop trust? Consistent action over time. Mm-hmm. You accelerate your ability to build trust when you're in person, when you're discussing things, when you're sharing a drink or a meal with somebody. Um, so it's a lot more than just it's a lot more than just solving problems. A lot of it too is just let's just continue to build trust in one another because we don't have time to be looking over our shoulder or making sure the other person has it covered. We just need to say, I got you, you got me, let's go do it and not think twice about that. That's great. But that takes, that takes time to develop. That's not just a, and, and especially it takes longer for some people to develop than others because a lot of people come from organizations or places or even an upbringing that was not at all trustworthy, that was not at all healthy. So they've always been looking over their shoulder because they've had to. That's just mm. how they evolved, how they had to survive when they were a child. So even getting them to trust people nowadays in their 30s, 40s, whatever it is, that's a new concept. And it just takes yeah. <laughs> it takes, takes a long time to break that down. Mm-hmm. It's human beings. It's a human, it's a human deal. Um, so it's not just strictly, okay, if we don't solve these nine problems today. This is going to be a failure. We yeah we didn't we wasted this time or whatever that is, mm-hmm. cool. and a lot of it too is is, um, challenging it. Yeah, like even the other day there was a meeting where they come up with hey we have this great idea of, of um, of making more revenue and and the way I saw it it's like I don't agree at all, but if you guys can make a, a cohesive argument as to and I I agreed with. The premise of it, but the timing I think is totally off. But if if you guys can make a cohesive argument on this, and 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 everybody agrees, okay, then I, I great, then we can go in that direction. But we've developed enough truff, trust to at least say you're. I don't think you're. I don't agree. And this is why I don't think you agree. Here's my opinion. And so some some of the leadership meetings are, um, we. know it's it is a little tense but those are the best ones yeah those are the best ones if there's no conflict in a meeting it was probably a worthless meeting there's probably no point to that meeting it was probably more of an exchange of information which is you know just email at that point true thanks for the the transparency
1: on that i I think um i think everybody having a a glimpse of, of kind of what um all is happening in those in that room um i think that's really helpful I think, uh, you know, we talk about transparency wins. I think
0: uh, making it so that's not like a secret club. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's like that's, everyth- what, that's yeah. what their roles are. Everything that comes out of that meeting, um, it ends up with the team at some point. Mm-hmm. I've, just, I've, I've just learned you can't make effective decisions when everybody's involved, one. And two, sometimes it's best for information to just simmer a little bit before you go share it. I've, I've learned that through experience. It's not that I'm unwilling to share stuff. It's that I've learned that there is a nuance to when and how you share things. But another important thing about the leadership meetings too is we don't get in person just because. Like We understand dollars are at a premium right now within our business. Yeah, We understand that we're asking our teams to, hey, limit travel wherever possible, limit expenses wherever possible right now because every dollar is just so fucking important. Yeah. But there's things we can do and especially engage in conflict in person that you just can't do online. If I email you saying, Alex, I I don't agree with you. You're wrong. What's the response going to be? I'm going to write one email that's mad and then the second one's not going to be helpful. Or you're going to be spun out for the whole fucking weekend or whatever it is. But hey, hey, Alex, I just I don't agree with that. And here's why. And we're sitting across the table from each other and we can pick up on each other's emotions and and. And and like you know you know eye contact and and uh, just facial features whatever it is it's a totally different dynamic, and that's a kind of a conversation you can only really have in that setting. And I think that goes into the
1: your point about it being more efficient. It's like you know I I think that word can maybe seem a little cold. It's like no, we just need to be more efficient, cut out the fat. But to me, it's like no, like these are more valuable conversations. These are more. Um, these are better opportunities for people to know each other, and like to me, like that's the efficiency is getting kind of the building those relationships that you get that capital for the next quarter, yeah, you have to draw from. So, Correct. Cool. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Thanks for talking about that. Um, I uh, I wish you well in the leadership. I guess you have what twelve hours of meeting <laughs> in this week of that. Yeah, it's
0: it's really just discussion, and 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 then and to make another point too, it's um like we don't do it lavishly. Like Nikki's making soup for everybody tonight for dinner. That's, that's the extent of a leadership meeting. So it's, it's not anything. And I know people project past experiences or whatever it is. It's like, we're not, we're not, we're not dicking around. We're not drinking with everyone tonight and, and partying and, and going to a fancy lunch tomorrow. Like it's just, we're all just here to get together to help guide the business in the most effective way we can. That's it. Love that. Cool. Uh, Well, thanks
1: for talking about that. I appreciate it. Um, I think you and I will be together in maybe two weeks after the holidays, after the Thanksgiving holiday.
0: After the Thanksgiving.
1: After the Thanksgiving. Cool. Well, happy Thanksgiving uh, to y'all, and we will catch up soon on the internal podcast.
0: Did you just assume everybody practices Thanksgiving? Observes Thanksgiving? Well, it's still a day.
1: Uh, So, enjoy your Thursday and Friday
0: um, yeah, if you don't observe Thanksgiving,
1: have a nice Friday. Have a nice Friday and also Thursday, if that's before it.
0: You can't assume holidays.
1: There you go. I need to be, I need to be better. So uh, for Aaron, I am Alex Horton. Harrison's in here too. He's a good dude. Thanks, y'all.